0: This is your announcer, Shannon Saint Mainframe, welcoming you to our IP Livecast. Did you get any Black Friday deals? I had to cave because Rob hooked me up with a great deal on his used flashlight. Wait, what? Not a flashlight? What the hell is a flashlight? Oh God. Oh dear God. No. Our IP Livecast starts. Now.
1: Hey,
2: no backseat. I made it very clear when you were buying Shannon. It's not my fault you don't understand modern technology. doesn't sound that way. I'm just like confused. I look just because she couldn't read my penmanship, that's not on me. Welcome to RIP a episode 698. We're live, Daddy, on the mothership. <laughs> what? I don't know felt like dusty roads for a second. Of course, we're on social media, RIP a live cast. That's our handle. And we're also we also have a Discord. Come chat with us all week long. We're in there. And if you want to support us, we're always appreciative of your Patreon support. Patreon.com slash RIP AliveCast. Five bucks gets you two bonus episodes a month. We'll talk more about that a little later on in the show.
3: I gotta say when you say you the word daddy it doesn't have the same connotation anymore as it used to in the 70s wrestling scene they were daddy 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 everything back then remember that i'm gonna break you in two daddy i'm gonna beat you in the ring this sunday daddy everything was daddy daddy
2: now it's more like break me in two daddy
3: (laughs) yeah maybe that's what always
4: wasn't it was us that were misunderstanding
3: yeah Yeah. eight-year-old me i thought it was just like a southern (laughs) twang type of thing Uh
2: (laughs) that's a good point well we always learn something new here on RIP Livecast. Of course, we're live on Twitch and YouTube every Saturday around noonish, a little past noon. When the clock goes past noon, that's when we're about to log in. So, Sid, I'm loving your rolling roaster hat. You're looking Thank very you. fancy today. Thank you. And Darren, you're representing
3: USA Softball. And the Pride Month, even though it's not Pride Month anymore.
4: It's always Pride oh. Month.
2: You're very proud, <laughs> and you're and you're a boy i guess you could say you're a proud boy
3: oh no Wait, no <laughs> that's what i get for trying to be an ally i get, I get dunked on
4: uh, fucking woke mob
3: no this is honestly
2: this this is this is a good week to show your because it's been a shitty a shitty week for the gays i will say a shitty week for the queers uh after the just
3: the gays and just g and q rob that's it that's all you're going to...
2: Well, in my mind, you're right. In my mind, queers is just the all-encompassing... Everybody? It's like the catch-all Yeah, for, for non-straights. I, yeah, I know what you mean. I was joking. Uh, but, but I hear you. Um, so on, I believe it was Saturday night uh, after we did our show last week. There was a shooting in Colorado Springs at a gay club uh, called Club Q. And a guy came in and started shooting unfortunately killed five people. Few of them were trans, uh, some of them gay, and was stopped by a very brave uh, veteran who grabbed him and started uh, grabbed him, and then the the shooter went and got a pistol, and then the the guy stopped, uh, grabbed the pistol out of his hand, and pistol whipped the shooter with his own gun. And there was a trans woman nearby who started stomping on his face with her high heels, yeah. bless her soul. And so he was apprehended, uh, but still it was, it was a very, very uh, sad thing uh, because it was a drag show and there's this whole new narrative now in the, in the right wing, uh, this ongoing attack on trans people. Now they're going after drag shows. They're saying that they're, they've rebranded these drag reading events where drag queens show up and just read children's books to children. Uh, as grooming events and they're 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 labeling these people as child predators and naturally when you label people get very passionate about child predators and so you're going to create these monsters that show up to these places that before recently were just some of the very few safe spaces for uh for gays and trans and lesbians and and queers and all those folks uh and now even those spaces are not safe so it really really bummed me out and i think what was even more upsetting was the reaction to it because i feel like this is the first time the reaction wasn't like from the republicans wasn't like oh we distance ourselves from this this isn't who we are as a party it was actually like oh no yeah this is what ha- this is why you shouldn't be gay who said you that? know um well, uh, there's a, there was someone on Tucker Carlson's show uh, who said it. I could a woman, right? Yes, uh, from like "Gays Against Groomers" was the the she, woman, and wait, she Gays? Was like, uh,
4: so she's gay.
2: She uh, it's like one of those uh, turfy le- she's a turfy lesbian.
4: So.
3: Oh, I was gonna say she um, looked kind of like an Antifa member. What does that mean? I don't know. She looked like uh, youngish and. Uh... You know, like she, she, if you, if you were going to stereotype her, she looked like she looked left wing. Here's a clip. I found the clip, but I might be thinking of the wrong clip. Moment. Here we are.
4: Right. I mean, this is not what the one I was thinking. But what is anti-LGBTQ that these people need to understand and what is putting our community in great danger is uh, claiming that all of us support this and just associating all of us with this. Um, You know, saying that groomer is an anti-LGBTQ slur that is doing irreparable damage to us uh, as a whole and is putting a really large target on our backs. And unfortunately, you know, the tragedy that happened in Colorado Springs the other night uh you know it was expected and predictable um we all within gays against groomers saw this coming from a mile away and sadly i don't think it's going to stop until we uh end this evil agenda that is attacking children what evil agenda that's attacking children
2: the trans agenda the quote-unquote trans agenda The agenda of reading books... like uh, uh, The agenda of a man dressing up fabulously and putting on a dress and and deciding to read books to a child. What
3: you two Uh, don't understand is that this is phase one in the portfolio. The next phase is the grooming. This is where they lay the groundwork by reading a nice story to a child.
2: uh, (laughs) And then, also, I was just so disgusted. So, this this, uh, kid... Uh, the shooter, his father. Well, first of all, his grandfather uh, was in the January 6th insurrection, which is like, of course, yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, did he was he know. the antlers guy? Yeah, he was not. No, he's like an old man. He was a he's also represents Cal- California's right wing 71st state assembly. He's an assemblyman from California, is the grandfather, and then the father. Of him is this fucking lunatic, uh, meth head, former MMA fighter and okay. former porn star. <laughs> What's his name? Dick Dale.
3: He's had we a full life. What? Dick Dale's the guitar. The, the <laughs> <story>. oh, <God. laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I want to change my playlist pick
2: to Dick Dale now.
3: <laughs> to make amends to him
2: for Rob. Yeah, I'm Dale. sorry, Dick Dale. I'm a big fan of Dick Dale. But no, yeah. it was Dick something. <laughs> that, that You're makes a big fan sense. of Dick something. Dick, it was Dick Delaware, that's what it is. Oh my god. Sorry, that's his name.
3: What a name to um, pick of all the 50 states that you could have picked for your porn name.
2: He just likes alliterations. I guess he could have been Dick Detroit. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't roll off the tongue as well as Dick Delaware. Mm. I know. So, I want to. I also want to play. They found th- this guy's meth head father, and his first reaction was just also absolutely disgusting.
1: And, and I'm going to play it right now. you know, there are multiple people, right? And then i gone, they were on one to find it's a, a gay bar. Yeah, right. And, and, and I was like, oh my you- God, is he gay? As a scare, oh my God, shit, is he gay? And he's not gay, so it's well, you guys have had conversations
2: about. Oh, it's okay that he's a murderer, yeah, but yeah. as long as he's not gay, I, uh,
3: so I guess that part was expected. I'm so happy that my murderous mass murdering son is not gay. Uh, what's uh, what I gotta say when I hear this guy I just start this guy's like, face. This is- this is one you just like leave, like I I don't even how can you not expect something objectionable to come out of his face? Yeah,
2: yeah Like, why even give him the screen time? I mean, I guess we're doing it. We're yeah. doing it. because We're pointing and
3: laughing. But
2: mm-hmm.
3: why is the news doing it? Yeah, this is one of those typical like, what was his father like? You know, retrospective. Yeah. Uh, why
2: do we like? Why do we need to know? I don't understand. Why is it always like like? Why is it when there's a killer, we have to understand? The killer and not understand the victim you know what i mean like why why are we dedicating so much time to fucking dick delaware
3: because it's like the in theory it's supposed to be you want to understand what makes somebody snap like yeah they're no, they never go into any real material uh, reasons why the person snapped they just you know they, they had a crazy yeah. father is always the answer and well the, he is, i mean here he, he is, is, was- folks
2: and uh, to, to your point, actually, let's once we get past the homophobia, you're right. We do kind of see where he got the violence from, because
1: he, he basically says it. You were, oh, yeah. So I, you, you, I was adamant. Him,
4: him, yeah, you were adamant that gay is, gay gay is bad. Yeah. I'm a
1: Mormon. I'm a, a conservative Republican. And we don't do, gay. I don't do yeah. gay. We don't do gay. Yeah. I can't get answers from the attorneys, really, but they're saying that somebody's you know, it's involved in a gay bar. Or I don't know. Wait, this is in the clip. Here it is. I praised him for violent behavior really early. I said, say that works. And it's, in, it's instant. And it, and I feel get, like he's
2: tweaking right now. Like,
4: look yes, at his jaw. Had you taught him more tolerance, let me no. be direct. Do you think, uh, you know, it, he would have been more tolerant of gay people? Apparently. I think How could you I ask gay, this guy that he my <laughs>
1: uh schematic think a conservative a writing a conservative extraordinaire and I've been very vocal about that. It was I support Randy Vopel, her, her, her grandpa I love Randy Boppel, a Good American, hopefully he'll be president someday. Um oh my God. Uh, Randy Vopel. Oh, oh, that's the grandpa oh, that's I was good talking man about. Right there. That's a that's the best man for the job. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was okay to be gay, you know, it's like he says no, it's like, it's cool to be gay. It's not true. It's, I think it's not cool at all. I think it's um. My opinion about gays is that it's not okay
2: because mm-hmm.
1: you stand up against homosexuality. Mm-hmm. I praise him not for violent funny. behavior.
3: Definitely want to trust what this guy thinks. <laughs> I think there was a mix-up. This was actually uh, Josh Brolin on the set of his new
4: film, yeah. uh,
3: playing Robert Downey Jr. in the worst of his meth addiction. <laughs>
4: he was just getting into character. I mean, Josh Brolin himself has some domestic abuse issues in oh, his is that past. Right? So, oh, yeah, I think he beat up that. Diane Lane. Oh, no. She's a I treasure. think. Wow. And then he maybe got arrested for being drunk in New Orleans. But that, I mean, everybody's so, had that happen.
3: Well, yeah, tr- drinking is the good drug.
2: Yeah. So to your point, Sid, I just want to say that basically from the right wing, uh, like the commentary the commentary uh peanut gallery, let's say they're not, they're basically putting the blame here on, on the gay agenda that this is like, <laughs> this is a reaction to pushing the gay agenda and it's going to keep happening uh, unless the gays go back in their closet. It's just uh, an
4: extension of like pizza gate stuff. Right. I mean, we're lied here, to about like, people here's doing. What- stuff to kids so let's go to the places where we're lied to about and shoot the people well it's
2: basically like let's go to the places where they're grooming where the pedophiles yeah. are grooming the children
4: yeah. they think it's that it's there and they're
2: before it's so so when Pizzagate happened I'm this is what I'm saying when Pizzagate happened all these political commentators were distancing themselves from it saying like no this is not us this person's crazy now it's they flipped it now they're saying, well, yeah, this is what happens when you groom children. It's like it's like established fact that they're absolutely grooming children, which is there's this is but among no it's established fact among insane shitheads. Right, right, right. But like they just keep repeating it over and over to yeah. the point where even like passingly, you just don't even think about it. If you just get your news from those sources, that's what you think happens there. And it's it's fucked up. Yeah. Uh T TAM says, Cool to be gay is my favorite weird out parody of Hip to Be Square.
3: That's good. <laughs> good one.
2: Uh, yeah. So this kind of this kind of really bothered me.
3: Weird Al had to uh, walk walk back some uh, questionable lyrics recently. He has a song. He just he he performs it uh, live, and it's got a line about I guess uh, transsexuals. See, the word the word he used. I know that's not an accurate uh, word anymore. But he stops in the middle of the song. He does the song, gets to that line. He says, "I'm sorry, we're not doing this anymore." He explains the song, and then he, and then he stops uh, doing the song in the middle of the song everywhere on tour. I think. Okay. What's the line? You could say it. I, I excuse you. I don't. I, I honestly, it's. I don't remember off the top of my head. But you can look up the controversy. I think it's about like. Well, he has one song where he says a uh, uh, transsexual Nazi Eskimo. He used to do that whenever he would talk about. Uh, Like Jerry Springer, he has Mm. a couple of lines about, like, you know, how crazy their show is. And he, and it was like, uh, they have a show about he had a show about transsexual Nazi Eskimos or something like that.
2: Oh my god, I don't know if that's I just, I'm sorry, I, I, oh, I I know know what it is. It's
3: Albuquerque, it's Albuquerque. Look up, look up the the source.
2: If you could look up the lyric, uh so I just put in "Weird Al Transsexual" into Google, and the first result is the transphobia of Weird Al Yankovic, and it is a 42 minute YouTube video. Wow,
3: there's kind of a uh, uh, yeah, there's a lot. Of, there's some lyrics about men that uh, like dress like women and stuff like that, which is not a it's not a transgender person, but.
2: right? So it's just basically like uh, cross dressers that he's kind of.
1: Yeah, it's, it just seems like Weird know. Al,
3: at the time he wrote these songs, didn't really fully understand uh, um, being trans, I guess. Right. Oh, it's a hermaphrodite he talks about. Okay, so finally I go over and open the door, and just as I suspected, it's some big, fat hermaphrodite with a flock of seagulls haircut and only one nostril. Oh, man, I hate it when I'm right. So anyway, he bursts into my room, and he grabs my lucky snorkel, and then they have a big fight. So he's just fighting with a big... You know okay, what, he, what he said. <laughs> so he stops the song there and then apologizes and says he's taken.
2: Intersex. Yeah. It. He, he. He. So just the. It's an outdated term, essentially.
3: Mm-hmm. Interesting. Right, but it's also a big. Fat, also, isn't it
2: like like know. when we were kids? It did feel like hermaphrodite was like the the naughtiest thing. To, it's to, not. Yes.
3: Yes. It's not just the term. It's that because that person. It's is the that gay panic. Thing yeah. That, yeah. They're that they're gross and. Yeah, Yeah. they try to fight me. I
2: think it's just like it's of the time, you know. Like, uh, I was watching planes, trains, and automobiles, which I feel now should just be required Thanksgiving viewing. Such a great movie. Uh, and and like I love it, but there's a gay panic scene in it when they like when they wake up in the hotel and they're cuddling and they're oh, yeah. like, like kissing and whatever. And then when they realize it that they're doing it with each other, uh, it's, like, it's the most disgusting thing in the world. All of a sudden, you know, where it's like, it's okay. It's fine. You know, like, yeah, you made a and mistake, it was, but like, it was, it was a consensual cuddle. You're okay. But there's You're no joke in.
4: then. Right, right. Right. It was but just a consensual cuddle.
2: Yes. I, I, I understand the goal, but like the point of the joke is this is disgusting when it's like, it's not really disgusting, you know? It's just well to them, it's disgusting. Yeah, yeah. Because
3: society made it disgusting. Right. It would it would work on another level if you could say if you had enough nuance in the film to say these two guys would react that way. Yeah. But I don't think that's what the movie's going for. They're right. Making like, a general if, statement. If,
2: if both of them just don't like being touched in general, <laughs> if that was the established joke, and then that or happened, those it would not two guys, be a panic.
3: Or those two guys are so opposed to feelings that they uh, right freak right right out. Yeah,
2: and like, so, but like, it didn't ruin the movie for me. It, it took me out of it for like a half a second at most. But th- that's just what's going to happen when you when you run into old media. It was just acceptable to mock gays and trans people and and, and intersex people.
3: And that's like the very lightest of mocking that you're
2: going to find. Yeah, yeah. I want to be clear. It was yeah. It was totally like the on the scale of offensiveness. This is way on the other side of the spectrum of this fucking MMA dipshit. Being yeah, like, well, yeah. Oh, he's only a murderer. <laughs> oh, okay, he's not gay. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, we didn't mention this fucking dipshit shooter now. Uh-oh. He's identified, he claims he identifies as non binary.
3: Do you think that's like a, a, a legal ploy to make it not a hate crime? Therefore, uh, it is 100% a legal ploy. Uh, not, uh,
2: the thing is, I feel like this shouldn't even be uh, debated. Like I saw people started going through social media and like being like, look, see, he calls himself a bro. How could he be non, it's like, stop, stop. What does it matter? What his identified gender is? He can identify however he wants. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this is still a fucking hate crime. This, and it also
3: anything yeah. he did. And every, every group has, has people within it that hate, they own their hate themselves for being in the group or yeah. uh, hate the other people in the group.
4: Wasn't yes. the Pulse nightclub shooter also closeted?
3: I, what? I didn't uh, that know that. Was, no, I thought that, that was a fake story. I oh, thought really? that was also a like more of a geopolitical. Uh, like the guy was, you know, a very like uh, into ISIS rhetoric and like I, you know, ending the war and all that. I
4: stuff. remember hearing stuff about how he used to actually go to that club or something. He was living a double life, blah blah blah. Was that not true? Mm
3: -hmm. It's been a while. I I, thought that was debunked, but
4: I I heard
2: that as well. But yes, I do believe it was debunked. Okay. Or he was my—he might have just been doing security there or something. But that he—he was not gay. Okay. Um. Anyway, lame. But but I give credit to Weird Al for for doing that, for recognizing his past mistakes. He's a very thoughtful guy. Yeah, and I, I feel like that's the way it should be. You know, I, I don't think you should necessarily get a full pass for jokes or whatever you've made in the past. But if you acknowledge that it's dated and it doesn't really work, I'm OK with it. I'm fi- I'm like not going to hold it against you, you know, depend depending on the the humor. <laughs> I guess. Like, look, I don't hold it against Eddie Murphy for that incredibly homophobic. You don't?
4: No, oh, he's apologized for it, though.
2: Yeah, it's it's. I'm, I'm fine with it. All right. I mean, and, and again, and I want to be clear. I want. to Let me be clear. Uh, this is just me. Like yeah. there were other gay people that, feel, like, I'm not speaking for the gays. I'm speaking
4: because that was way more like straight up overtly homophobic. No, it was. It was. But like, I I watched
2: it uh, not too long ago, and look, even some of the homophobia was funny. I'm not gonna. <laughs> the delivery was really good. How soon before terror- you start defending Dave Chappelle? terrible well, well that's the, the difference i think that's, that's the, I, I was just about to say that that was the difference it's like there was actual jokes with dave chappelle it's, the jokes is just haha it's a man or whatever you know uh which, i don't like i don't I, i'm watching it in the context of this this was released in the 80s i'm not saying like something like that should be released today or should be tolerated today or really should have been tolerated back then but uh, it's out there, and uh, is really it just because you
4: find Young Eddie Murphy more attractive than modern Dave Chappelle? <laughs> I might have a bias there. Yes, that tight, yeah. suit. <laughs> yeah. tight suit, tight suit. Mean, he's got a great ass. Young Eddie <laughs> Murphy was
2: very attractive. Oh boy! I mean, he's still for a guy in his sixties. He's still pretty attractive.
4: Is he the but oldest guy you fuck?
2: No? no, it can't be true. Mm-hmm.
3: What? That he's the oldest guy you'd fuck. <laughs> who would it be i don't know but there's just so many guys like there has to be some, <laughs> so someone older than 60 that you're everybody
4: fucked. in the in the chat right now please throw out your <laughs> oldest <laughs> attractive after. guys that rob yeah. might fuck. And stop with the bill after all the time dusty wrote he loves bill <laughs> after boy <laughs> bill uh-huh. i
3: could say categorically rob would not fuck
4: who wouldn't have fucked twenty-year-old Aptor? <laughs> Aptor? Maybe
3: to get close to wrestlers.
4: Only. Yeah, to get like, like a backstage pass or something. At a Bill after Rob- famous
3: uh, wrestling photographer by the
4: ring way. ring rat robber. Ring, ring rat, rat, robber. rat robber. Ring, ring, rat, rat, robber. Rat. ring <laughs>
3: rat robber. Can ring, uh, ring
4: rats be men?
2: Also, I think ring rat is a derogatory term. I don't. I don't think that is a.
3: I don't think ring rats <laughs> could be men because it was such an insular, uh, like no. Like, I, I think the the men. Who were gay on the wrestling roster would go out of their way to conceal it so they wouldn't yeah, be I like, like just <laughs> dating the wrestling well
4: rob just he wants, just wants to get backstage to see like dudes changing so he's a mm-hmm. ring rat that isn't actually going to hook up with anyone he just wants to peep
2: oh he's a peeper
4: episode
3: title if only there was uh, anyone up in 1992-ish, you know.
2: Oh my God, <laughs> <laughs> you would have seen all the wrestlers. <laughs> Ride of paper. By the way, is a Simpsons reference. To be clear, it's, uh, it from is from the uh, from the current affairs p- parody show when Homer got uh, caught with the gummy on the on the girl's butt. Uh, when he was pulling bitch. the gummy and she and she she said he was sexually harassing her when mm-hmm. he was just going for the gummy that was attached to her butt and the way he was cleared is that uh who's the custodian willie uh yeah. he he was shooting from the bushes and he got footage that showed it was the gummy and then the following week so when they when they showed the footage on like the occur affair show, they were like, see this is he's been acquitted, but next week, who is this creeper in the bushes? He's oh. Roddy Roddy Peeper. <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh, all right.
2: Something like that. So that was the name for Willie. So I'm, I'm not that clever. I'm sorry. Damn it. Uh, oh, wow. Dave Meltzer, I would not bone Dusty Rose Muffler. No, sorry. I'm trying to think if there's any guy in their 60s other than Eddie Murphy I find attractive. I'm very ageist when it comes to. Tom Cruise?
3: <laughs> no, never did it for me. Brad Pitt? He's got to be close. to
2: Oh,
4: uh, I think he's in his 50s. But yeah, Brad Pitt. Even Brad though he's Pitt. now got domestic violence issues.
2: Brad Brad Pitt is fifty eight. Brad Pitt is fifty eight. Very problematic, but uh, a a huge awakening for me as as a a young
3: closeted teenager. So, when you say a huge awakening, so you would always see the like Ultimate Warrior or other like wrestlers, Mm -hmm. and be like that something would be sparked there. But was there one that just finally moved the needle over the line? That said, now I know or it was just more everything like gradual. It wasn't one. Yeah, it was more gradual.
2: Uh, yeah, I don't think it was. There wasn't a. It wasn't a light switch. It was a. It was a dimmer oh. going up. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh, but yeah, uh, Christopher Maloney. How old? Is oh,
3: he? oh, okay. Yeah, he's in his sixties. Yeah, he's got a great ass. Sure, I was, sixty-one. I was, yeah. Did. You see, he did a commercial totally naked. I don't know if you saw that. He one. did. Yeah, well, like they strategically cover his peener, but I mean, it's like he's naked. He's very <clears> comfortable <throat> with his claws off, plus his heart. I
4: don't can't remember what
3: the commercial was for.
4: Yeah. Interesting.
3: Yeah, you should look that up. <laughs> Hector Salamanca. No, I would not fuck like <laughs> that. Oh. Rikishi. What if he, like, rung his bell with his penis, Hector Salamanca? Which, <laughs> uh, <laughs> do you want me to fuck you in the
4: ass?
0: Ding, 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 ding. ding <laughs> oh, no. Ding, ding, ding. ding
4: gotta peel the diaper off first it's a whole oh thing. <laughs> stanley tucci
3: no no that guy that plays hector salamanca is not uh latino
4: no it's he's very... jewish right mark margolis or something yeah
3: yeah i think he's jewish
4: oh wow where's the backlash for that huh shame on you vince gilligan seriously
3: well i mean gus is with the worst spanish accent of all time too so a yeah. lot of a lot of non-Latinos playing Latino.
4: maybe that's part of his character. When we get the uh, prequel series for Gus, we find out he's actually from Jersey. <laughs> it was all a scam. Oh,
2: Is that really uh, happening?
4: The prequel series, or did they just say I that mean they to do that? that's yeah. like if they do something, it might be that eventually, but oh, there's nothing in the works. What and also saying? it's to the point where you'd need a different actor to play young Gus, because oh my hmm, god.
3: Yeah. They already Unless had they... the problem with the uh, yeah. stall, but yeah.
4: If they wait till the de aging technology catches up, maybe they can do it with Esposito. But
3: <laughs> he's going to actually be in a chair with a bell.
4: <laughs> that. <laughs> That's right. Maybe they get um, the guy who played Nacho to play Gus, and Gus can play Hector. Uh, just keep the same ensemble, but they all just play the age appropriate roles.
3: The Hector, uh, I mean. Um... He doesn't I don't know, he just doesn't look the nacho guy doesn't look like uh Gus enough.
4: Yeah. Unfortunately. Maybe Walt Walt Jr. <laughs> <laughs> the kid's looking for work.
3: Who's he gonna play?
4: He he'll play young Gus.
3: Oh, I don't know. Now, he already had an accent <laughs> problem. Now it's, <laughs> it's
4: be a, a million completely million different stories. accent problem. The whole yeah. show would be about
3: uh breakfast.
4: Yeah. Well, that's, that's the start of um, Pollo's Hermanos.
3: Yes, he just was on a quest for good <laughs> breakfast in Chile. <laughs> Couldn't find it. Didn't care at all about drugs. No, it's just a side hustle. I'll be right over there.
4: I'm all right. I'm looking for this. Uh, I'm looking for our, our next story. Which guys in the lemon party picture would you bang, Rob?
3: Uh, none of them. Those, none I, thought, of I, them. Not, I thought you were looking up the uh, and had found the Christopher Maloney uh, naked advertising. Oh, you're having a little fun time over there. <laughs>
4: <laughs> he bookmarked it for later.
3: Yeah, that's for that's for off camera.
2: Uh, okay. <laughs> so, I Dave Mustaine had some great uh quotes this week. Uh, oh, no. I'm, so, I'm throwing them in the rundown, Darren, because I'm going to need you to to, uh, you know, translate them. (laughs) Uh, But first of all, so it it relates to Metallica. Um, The first quote is he's talking about how, and this is, again, he's kind of in in like repeat mode. It's almost like seeing Trump back on the election trailer. He's playing the hits. (laughs) Uh, This time he's playing the uh, hit that Metallica, the headline is, Dave Mustaine says it's time for Metallica to step up and organize another big four concert. Um, here's the thing, Dave, even if they did, uh, Slayer isn't a band anymore. <laughs> like they retired. I don't know if
4: you remember, but maybe this would get them out of retirement. Mm,
2: okay. Well, let's see what Dave says. Uh, uh, so, uh, and he said this before, which is so funny because I remember when they were still doing the big four shows after the last one, like Metallica basically said, no, we're not going to do anymore. And then I remember one of the guys from Slayer insinuating that the reason they're not going to do anymore is because Dave Mustaine was so hard to deal with.
4: Yeah, of course.
2: Uh, so do you have the quote there, Darren? <clears throat> I don't have it. Sorry. Oh, it's a, oh here. I'll I'll put it in our chat.
1: Okay. Stand by. Uh
3: so the first quote here
2: uh I think yeah, I would think it's time. I really think it's time. Oh. Looking
3: at the wrong one. I really think it's time for the guys in Metallica. To step up and do one last round, see if we can get Slayer to come out of retirement and do a big four, passing of the torch to the new big four. Whoa, what? <laughs> who are the new big four? What is it? This
2: is the Avengers.
4: <laughs> me times four. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's, he
3: says it would remain to be seen who they are. Why, <laughs> guy? <laughs>
4: Think you're so Oops. smart? I think it oh, oh go ahead sorry. Rob, do you have a suggestion?
3: Lamb of
2: God. <laughs> well, like yeah, like how would it be like bands that came out after after the 80s wave, you know, cuz it's like if we're talking about bands of of their era, you could mention Test- Testament, Exodus, uh uh, death Angels, bands like that, but then, like, past their era, of course, there's the Lamb of God, <laughs> Disturbed, obviously, Five Finger <laughs> Death Punch, Biscuit. No, no. <laughs>
3: I mean, every I say... everyone who came out who could be in the big four, the new big four, is already like almost ready to retire, too. Yeah, yeah like, that's exactly that. We're, we're
2: <laughs> now, we've lapsed another a, a generation where we now need to be finding the next generation, right. and we still haven't found the previous generation.
3: There just isn't anyone ever going to be that big in metal again because it's everything so niched out, you know? Yeah. Metallica Mm -hmm. was able to cross over because they had a special thing and then metal started getting played on the radio. Like now everything is, you know, everyone finds their shit that they want to find on Spotify or whatever.
4: How (laughs) many different bands does Corey Taylor have now? Could it just be four Corey Taylor bands? It's Slipknot, Stone Sour, who else?
3: Is a
2: solo band?
4: Yeah, there you go. One more. Just start a ska band, and there's the new big four. Did he have? Did he have a third
2: Slipknot somewhere? And then like another band? Did he have another band?
4: You're the one that ran a fucking metal website. How are you Someone asking us? Someone in the us? chat,
3: let us know. He's welcome to join Megadeth. <laughs> <laughs> read that next quote. Read the next paragraph in that story, Dart. It gets so sad. I think it would be really cool, symbolically, if we did something at, like, the L.A. Coliseum, even if it's one show and that's it. Slayer is from Los Angeles, so we'll probably make it more convenient for them to go home at nights. <laughs> uh, editor's note, Slayer's Tomarea is a longtime Texas resident, while Kerry King currently calls New York City his home. He does. Yep. Paul Bostaff and Gary Holt live in Northern California. He had a correct Dave's uh, fantasy. <laughs> I love it. The I Last love the time any of those guys
4: out. reached out to Dave they were still living in L.A. Right. <laughs> the last
3: time he knew they existed as human beings
4: or maybe they uh, all agreed to give him fake addresses whenever he asks <laughs> wouldn't you say that they live in
3: Timbuktu or something so that you wouldn't have to he couldn't come up with this idea I guess yeah fair um I personally have been hoping for this for a while and I keep asking and asking and asking. There's really three askings there. i that up. They're just not into it. Mm, but that's up to them. <laughs> Can you imagine any time At the
2: rare time he talks to James like hey, hey sounds the lime man the kids? Okay. So James,
3: uh, Are you giving any thought to another big uh
2: you know like
3: give it just punishing. give it a rest Dave, yeah it's <laughs> <laughs> so pathetic dude
2: like i just imagine <laughs> i know i imagine a sketch of like james headfield leaving the house doing his like chores and like he opens the mailbox and dave Mustaine is like hey want to do a big four No. goes into Dang. the supermarket <laughs> opens the the freezer door hey want to do a big part No.
3: <laughs> dave Mustaine is in the mailbox He's like yeah, at the yeah. he's he's at the uh, cheese pavilion buried under like brie and goat cheese and he just pops yeah. up.
2: Uh, can I get a can I get a half a better turkey? Yeah.
3: And then, then the jelly powder <laughs> guy is Davis Day like Yeah. Hey, day, day. <laughs> Would you like a big floor sandwich? <laughs>
4: <laughs> With extra me. <laughs> oh, no thank you.
3: Yeah, He goes to the post office and, like, David stains behind the bulletproof glass there. You know. <laughs> How many stamps would you like, sir? Oh, four, as in big four. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, no, it was. Uh, it, it, I don't understand why he's so desperate
3: to play with them, you money. know? Uh, well, yes. Why? I, I just mean, it's like. Money. Honestly, like, not that he's going to turn the money down, but I think there's something much more deep seated there than money. The guy's loaded. You can't deny that. I think yeah. he was spurned by Metallica and he feels like he's, he's, he was robbed of something. He was robbed of the one thing he can't achieve in music, which is to be bigger than he is. Like, he's, he's huge. He's huge, but he's not satisfied with it. Yeah. Mm hmm. So, and then, uh, it might even be the same interview.
2: Yes. But uh, this is another link I sent you, Darren, uh, in, in, the, in the group chat. Um, so, he says that... Uh, uh, so, he talks again about the No Life to Leather demo. And if you recall, recall... <laughs> uh, um, he would uh metallica wanted to put lars as one of the songwriters and he absolutely refused because he claims lars had nothing to do with writing the song it was just him and james and because of this holdup, the demo will never be re-released essentially and it it created a rift another rift between him and the metallica camp to the point that they don't talk anymore uh so
3: uh i see go ahead asked yeah. if he actually discussed that with James. Dave said the last time we talked, it didn't end very well because we have some memory of a couple of things that took place when I was in the band. I remember it one way and he's saying it happened another, but it's about somebody else. It's not even him. He's talking to me on behalf of, you know, who apparently referring to Metallica drummer Lars. Ulrich. Oh, boy. They wanted to release "No Life to Leather," twenty-seven songs, posters, flyers, pictures, everything. I said I'd love to do this thing, and James said, "Look, we fucked up. The last three things we've done failed
1: abysmally."
3: He said, it- "He said it was Lulu Metallica's <laughs> collaboration with Lou Reed, released in two thousand eleven, something called Orion, and there was one other thing." I think it was a film about a fan or something. I don't oh, know. God. I don't see them as a failure. But I that's so oh, that's so condescending. That's so <laughs> yeah, like
2: the very oh, passive. Aggressive.
3: Oh, they don't yeah, they 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 they're all upset about these things that they're miserable about because they suck and they did it and nobody liked it. But I don't think so.
2: Yeah. I don't I think they're
4: that th- bad. Man, I, that's like, like putting the good. Trump thing. Like
2: many people, many people are saying he's the dumbest person, but I, I would never say that.
4: <laughs>
1: great person, kicks dogs. Don't know what that's about. But a nice guy, terrific guy. We're over it. We've moved on. We've made peace.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I don't see them as a failure, but I had said, yeah, I'd be interested. And he said, We'd like to get everything right with all the history, the publishing and stuff. And I said, good, because part of the reason why we haven't been able to really reconcile is because I had songs that when I left, I didn't want them to record. And They went ahead and recorded them anyway, but they didn't pay me what my share of the songs were.
4: Oh, my God. Does he really oh think mind. any of this is helping his cause? I like mean, going into the media, and shit talking, and revealing their private conversations.
3: Do you remember the Dark Knight, like Joker? I don't. Do I look like somebody with a plan? I just <laughs> do things. That's Stane. He doesn't know what he's saying until it comes out of his mouth. Like it's this old also, and,
2: and like you're hearing him complain, and it's like, okay, maybe he might have a point, like uh, you know, j- just on principle. But at this point, who cares? What? Like, why does it matter? Why does any like do you need do you need the money? No. Do you need the acclaim? No. Like like who cares? Like, who why you let you still go? Let, go? let it go.
3: Dude, deep seated issues. Deep seated issues. He can't let go of it. This is defines his personality. What happened to him when he was 20? Like a lot of people, probably. Yeah. Just more. So I public. wanna point
2: out, I wanna point out also, uh, I thought I, I made a mistake. There was another quote. I'm just going to paste this quote into the chat, uh, yeah, Darren. Sure. Uh, this was in uh, Vinyl Writer Music. It's uh, So he revealed uh, that uh, him and Hetfield actually started working on music together. No. Do you believe this? Which, which, well, well, well re- re- read the quote, yeah. and then we'll talk about it.
3: I have been secretly hoping there'd be a day... <laughs> where James Hetfield and I can write together again. (laughs) I think the world really does want us to do that. And I think there's a pretty Oh, wait, no, we read
2: this. Right? We read this. Sorry, this is from a few weeks ago. I thought you wanted to read it. I'm sorry.
3: Uh, but, But go ahead. Read it again anyway. I think there's a pretty good possibility of it happening down the line. I do think that it's possible that one day... James is going to come around and that he and I are going to be able to do something together again. I guess that's one of the things that has always kept me pushing forward. I think it'd be good for Megadeth, and it could be great for Metallica too. I don't know. He just sounds like a, a, a he's pining away for his ex, you know?
2: Yeah, like, I know. Like, why is he so on James Hetfield's dick? So I don't know. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Here it is. Here it is. I found that new James one. Dave Mustaine and James Hetfield were plotting a project together in the 2010s until a Metallica reissue ruined it. What was uh, the reissue? The no life to leather reissue. Oh, okay. So he say, so when they were on good terms, when they were doing the big four, they were discussing, he's claiming they were discussing doing a new project. Now, as I'm saying this, I remember we would mock how he would go into interviews and say how him, Ellifson at the time, who he was friends with, Lars and James should start a band, and yeah. that he really wants to do that. And he kept saying it so much that he even said in a later interview that James Hadfield called him and told him to shut up. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: so it might be this, but but read
3: this quote: "There's three sides to every story, right? There's my side. There would be the other person's side, <laughs> and then there would be the truth." which is somewhere right in the middle. You know, oddly enough, that was one of the last conversations I ever had with James Hatfield. So odd. Yeah. <laughs> because we he told me to shut the fuck up. No, <laughs> Because we were talking about getting back together and doing a project. Something had come up about the publishing discrepancy that we have been arguing about for years and years and years. And I told James... I'll do it, but we got to get this stuff sorted out first. And he split, <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. So I said, now these two songs you and me split 50 50. Lars didn't write on this song. You know that. I don't know why you gave him percentages, but I'm not. I'm not going to sign another deal that's going to confirm that because I never agreed to that. Oh, my God. James said, well, Lars has a different recollection of that, and I said, that's fine. It's his side of the story, my side, and the truth is somewhere, and that blew his mind. <laughs> what? It. He
2: lo- he loves that quote. He said it twice
3: in this interview. I don't think it blew his uh, mind. I think he's just laughing at you, dude. Yeah, seriously. Uh, wow. So I'm blown away. So Can I stop here for a second? I you can't. That's not what that quote means. It doesn't mean you can tell a lie, and the other person disagrees, and you say the truth is in the middle. That's
4: not. That's not how it works. You're just lying. Yeah. (laughs) It's also like he's letting like pennies previously owed to him cost him like probably hundreds of thousands of dollars now. It's such a Short sighted thought process
3: that was my point earlier is that yeah. I don't think he wants to get back with Metallica to make money. Mu- I mean, like, like I said, the money will funnel into his bank account and he's not going to donate it all to charity. He wants the money, yeah. I don't think it's the number one driving force behind this. I think he wants to resolve some trauma that he went through when he was younger, self inflicted. I mean, by being a like a, a and, and drug he's, he's constantly
2: weirdo. sabotaging himself because mm-hmm. look. Hetfield, it was willing to just be like, all right, you know, okay. Metallica did Dave Mustaine dirty, right? Well, it just started. Well, no, let's, let's take it back. Dave Mustaine was in no condition to continue being in Metallica. Correct. He made it. He made, yeah, he made it impossible for himself to continue being in the band, but they didn't, they, they. they could, they, in their immaturity, Handled throwing him out of the band very poorly. <laughs> okay. Fair we can agree clear. with that. Uh, and ever since then, he has not been able to let it go. And his inability to let it go has caused himself far more harm than it has to Metallica. Oh, and yeah. And he would like after that, he would constantly bash them, compete with them, blah, blah, blah. And look, I can understand how Metallica would start to hold a grudge as well. Like, here's this guy who was fucking it up and couldn't crack it. And now we got successful. He's jealous. And now he's like shitting on us.
3: And he got and he successful were... himself. He which, got successful yeah. himself. Yes, yes, yes.
2: Finally, they're at this point. Everyone is sober. They're adults now. Bygones be bygones. Let's do something where we celebrate all of our success together. Let's do these big shows where we all make a ton of money. Where, like, Metallica, who is ten times... <laughs> I remember when we went to the big four shows here in New York City. If if we're going to say, you know, there's a hundred people with in the crowd not i would say 85 of them are wearing metallica shirts 10 of them were wearing slayer shirts and the rest of five was metallic was uh, megadeth and anthrax right it was majority metallica fans some slayer fans and then it was very clear how much smaller megadeth and anthrax
3: were comparatively just by looking in the crowd I think it was more 85 Megadeth and 15 yeah. of everyone else and one. But the truth is probably somewhere in the middle.
4: <laughs> <laughs> all the people in Metallica shirts, they just heard James was feeling self-conscious about his guitar playing, so they wore their Metallica shirts to make okay. him feel better. But really, they're Megadeth fans.
3: My fans are the best. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that all makes sense now. Yeah,
2: just uh, worried so- about James. Uh, and, and Metallica was willing to share in their uh, metaphorical and uh, literal riches with with these other bands that were the friends coming up. And now James is even willing to to rekindle his friendship with Dave. And they did have a very close friendship before everything went down. Uh, and and Mustaine like couldn't he couldn't
4: keep it together. Couldn't keep it together. There's just certain still situations. Still had to let this old grudge. There's certain him. situations, certain people, where no matter how much you feel like you've grown as a person, the second you're back with them, it's like you from 40 years ago. Yes. No matter what you do, like I think I'm uh, way more evolved than I was back in the day. But the set, like if I'm out at a meal with my mom, I'm 16 year old. Sit again. It's yes. like instant. No matter what, you, you can't help it. And I think. Because there's been such a massive gap of time from when he was in their lives that so he's instantly like 22 year old uh, Dave again. And it just, he keeps reminding them why they kicked him out in the first place. Like, oh yeah, he's just still this guy. But maybe he's not this guy with everybody. Though, no, know, what am I saying? We've heard plenty of his interviews about other people. He's this, he just is he's this just guy. with everyone. Yeah, he's yeah. this guy. But maybe it's just change. slightly yeah. worse with Metallica.
3: I think I when know. he, when he, some, something stimulates his Metallica memories, it's not that he, his personality changes, but he just can't stop talking and he can't, like, he can't contain himself. Like, uh-huh. he has to fuck yes. things up. Yeah. He has to tell everyone, he has to reopen the wound and tell everyone how he's feeling about it. He has to vent. I think he doesn't, he hasn't taken full advantage of therapy in his life. <laughs> That's very clear. I believe he, he went. Walks- you know what I mean? But I don't think he's yeah. using it correctly.
2: <laughs> I feel. Uh, I feel uh, he still has a very big chip on his shoulder, and it's not going away anytime soon. And it's it's sad because we've said on the show he's very very talented. He's done so much, and
3: uh, and he's been recognized for it. It's not like yeah. he's like some unheralded musician. I mean, he's yeah. got what six platinum records or something. He's like a metal God he's revered, you know, but you put him next to Metallica. He's second at best second place. So he's a metal, like a, he's a, he's a metal icon. Metallica, are just music icons, right? Yeah. That's what he wants to be.
2: Exactly. And uh, T-Tam points out, I think now's a good time to remember that Dave Mustaine was interviewed by negative billionaire, Alex Jones. Yes. He also has very problematic political views. But yeah. who, Alex? I didn't know that. <laughs> Both, <laughs> actually. I'm just now thinking about his, uh, Mustaine's answer about if he's for or against gay marriage. And he said, well, I'm straight, so that doesn't yeah. <laughs> apply to me. It's like, what? Yeah. Uh Okay. <laughs> Uh, one like if you thing. answer
3: yes, I'm for it. That means you immediately want to get gay married.
2: Yeah, like oh no, sorry, I'm committed to my wife. I can't comment on that.
4: <laughs> Wait, who are you committed to, Rob? My wife. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, who's with Darren? Me? I recall last week you mentioning that I was in a dream you had.
3: Oh yeah, okay. Do you want to hear this right yes, now? Quick? Yeah um so i had a, usually when i have a dream uh involving live cast hosts it's everyone together so like which like it would be with sean and noah or just the four of us you three and us three and noah uh this is a rare instance i was just traveling somewhere with sid sid was driving with me in the passenger seat and i don't remember where we were going but i saw this this guy out the window and I said, "Oh my God, you gotta pull over. We gotta go talk to this guy." I know it's the-
4: Bill Apter. This is not a real person. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I
3: said, "We gotta go talk to this guy. I know him from the boat club. He just looks and sounds exactly like Burt Reynolds, <laughs> 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 but he's like five seven. But he's like, but he's he's Burt Reynolds. You're gonna lose it. So let me just go over park. Let me go over say hello to him, get in the conversation. And you just observe, uh, you know, that, but don't say anything." All right, cool. We get out, and I go over. Hey, how you doing? Hey, Darren, how you doing? Hey, what's going on? You know, he does uh, punches, you know. <laughs> and then uh, and then we talk for a couple of minutes, and then Sid says, wow, you look exactly like motherfucking Burt Reynolds. I'm like, <laughs> the guy, the guy loses it. The guy's like, he hates being called Burt Reynolds. It's constant in his life. He gets enraged. He immediately... He pulls out some kind of samurai sword or, like, a scimitar or something and just starts waving it around everywhere. And then he starts chasing us like we're weaving to get back to the car. He's, like, screaming bloody, mo- Motherfucking Bert! Reynolds, fuck you! I'll show you motherfucking Bert Reynolds! Then he's just, like, he's trying to survive. Get back to his car and escape. That's where the dream ended. I don't know if he died or
2: not. I just want to say, you should have known it was a dream immediately when Sid went out of his way to talk to a stranger. He would never do that. Yeah, he would, even, if, right. oh, even if, even <laughs> if you thought that that person looked like Burt Reynolds, he would never tell them. He would wait until you're that's back true. in the car and tell you. I, <laughs> yeah, Unless I was at
4: Reynolds. a party and I had a couple of drinks in me that, that, that oh. I'd be loose enough to say that if it was just, I'm driving somewhere and I'm sober. Yeah. I probably would not have, I would have just freaked out about it after the fact.
3: Rob, I thought uh, I thought you were gonna say you knew it was a dream because Sid was outside this house.
4: <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> yeah,
2: that's. <laughs> that I mean, yeah, that as
3: well. <laughs> By the way, did that story come over? Because you said there was an audio problem. Yeah, with yeah. Mike, for a second, it,
4: it came through. Did you all
3: hear it? Though? Yes. It was okay. a little. It was a little sped up, but we heard it.
4: Who would be <laughs> sensitive about looking like Burt Reynolds? That's such a compliment. Burt Reynolds was a handsome, handsome man. I think just because
3: you hear it all the time, someone says it every single day, you look like Burt Reynolds. Maybe. Uh, so, is this an it, actual
4: you know. guy at the boat club, or no? This is just a dream creator. No,
3: dream person. There okay. was not, nobody at the nobody at the boat club looks like anybody. <laughs> That's not true. I don't know. I'm sure I could think of one if I tried. There is a guy that kind of looks like a very, uh, very gaunt uh, Tom Selleck, with the same mustache. Like if Tom Selleck was undernourished. <laughs>
4: <laughs> he was in yeah. Tom Selleck in hospice care.
3: Not that bad. The other guy doesn't okay. look like he's dying. He's just he's just very thin and frail. <laughs> wow. Rick Rude's corpse. That's a
2: better way to it. Yes.
4: that's a good band name. He does. Oh
2: sure. RIP or Rick Rude.
4: Would you smash? Rick Rude's corpse, Rob?
2: Oh, the corpse. No, come on. No, but Rick Rude did it for me back in the day for sure.
3: Was it his, all his gyrations that add to the, uh, to the experience or just how he looked, period? Uh, just how he looked. Not, I preferred him when he, he
2: shaved the curls. Like when he went to WCW, that's when. I was oh yeah. At. Interesting. That mullet. What mullet. about
3: when he was, so what, so you must have really Dude, oh, when he was like late, you know, ECW and late, like late forties, uh, Rick rude when he was in a suit, a nice tailored suit. Well, he was covering his, his chest. So I, I, I was less a fan of that. If you but... don't find that's like some women I know find a, a man in a suit, like a tailored suit to be very attractive.
2: Even though it's not I, I, pre- I prefer him shirtless,
3: <laughs> I want
2: to, get down to I see the titties. Yeah. Uh, the, I don't know if you remember, but at like one of the early Royal Rumbles, there was a Rick Rude versus Ultimate Warrior pose down, which is one of the most homoerotic <laughs> segments <laughs> in oh, wrestling history. Oh my God. And, and <laughs> I, I mean, like. For me, yes, I, I can only imagine how many how many young boys <laughs> looked at that footage and
3: started questioning uh, what was going on. I gotta tell you, when uh, I watched that, I didn't, I well, they didn't. That wasn't the first pose down. They would just that was like a trope. I would say in the eighties, mm-hmm. like if you had two, like Jesse the Body Ventura used to do those, and like well, when you right, when yeah, you,
2: I, I vaguely remember uh, the the body.
3: I, yeah, I never quite got it. It always seemed like. Like, what am I supposed to, how do you win this? Like, what is the, they both. Yeah. Just, how do you pose better? They both look muscular. Like, what am I looking
2: for
1: here? <laughs> well, I I, so
2: from what I understand, there is an art to posing and like having sure. the proper, like, you know, extension. It's all kind
3: of gay. If you ask. Me. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Are you I'm a just... gay against bodybuilding? Is that your new group? <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, I'm very much for it. Okay. <laughs> let me in. I just let didn't, me uh, in.
3: <laughs> I understand that there is a a body there are bodybuilding competitions and there's specific. Thing. I'm just saying, as a wrestling fan, I don't think it was explained to me properly.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. I guess it's just based on crowd reaction was how they how they did it.
3: But, but they're gonna all, boo the, the heel no matter what. You think yeah, they're gonna be there. I'm so discerning. I, I this heel he's such an asshole, but he's got a much better pose. Uh, he's awesome. I'm gonna yeah. applaud now.
2: The only memory I have is of uh Bobby Heenan just like squeezing the oil bottle onto oh, Rick yeah. Root's chest and then just and I just remember crazy. thinking like, Oh, I'd love to be Bobby Heenan right now. Oh. Oh. <laughs> uh T Tam says, What about Ricky the Dragon steamboat? More like Ricky the Dragon dreamboat. Am I right, fellas? The guy was it. very handsome.
4: Yeah, he's still alive, absolutely. right? I, he,
2: yes. You know what? That's a that's a that's a senior citizen, I would
3: vote. He's still very attractive. He's
2: he
4: and doesn't like look he, like
3: he's aged that he has white hair. That's like, yeah, really like
4: want to guess how old he is?
3: Can 69? I
4: guess 69? Yeah. Oh,
2: very nice. Because you were so excited
3: ahead of me 69.
4: Uh well, he looks like,
2: great I mean,
3: for sixty nine, dude. He looks to like to be to be fair, 59. I've been right.
2: I've been writing about him because he I believe this weekend he came out of retirement for a match. Oh yeah, I he see teamed was, with he's yeah he teamed with FTR uh he I gotta look at up. but yeah back in the day he looked great and also he has like the ideal kind of physique and look that I I find myself drawn to which is a a muscle build caramel skin toned man <laughs> very nice dark features hello you guys, getting, you guys are getting 10 or whatever, however many years we've been doing this, a 13 years worth of Rob sexual id in like the last
3: six months. Yeah. Could you do could you go to a one hour time limit draw with Ricky the
2: <laughs>
3: in the Greensboro Coliseum? It would go to
2: 59 59 and then I would have to lose. You have to split. I, I refuse to believe uh, you could hold out. His that son, long. his son, Richie. I've had longer than an hour session. Get out of here. I don't believe you. Okay. With Ricky Steamboat?
3: I, I don't I don't I don't need to prove myself to you. Have you had an uh, hour in the hour session? How much of that hour is straight pumping? Like how much you actually <laughs> how, how, how much straight pumping how, Darren? You know what so I, I was? Had. I was had, like
2: had a hookup that was like two and a half hours and it was just like I wouldn't say it was like straight it was it was like okay. Well, I wouldn't
3: say it was straight <laughs>
2: It wasn't straight at all, but uh, it'd be like you know we would cuddle, work each other up, fuck a little, and then one of us would want to take a break, or it would get really intense and we'd run out of breath. So pause. Yeah, that's you know it. recalibrate. I don't count. count. Why not?
3: The you have to fuck straight for two hours for that to go yeah. in the out- record books. Yeah. There are strict rules about these things. No, well, I disagree. Out. It's a two-hour sex session.
2: Mm, I mean, I I sex going. plus. I would say the longer the okay so if we're if that's what you're talking about like a consistent run yeah. bef- before needing a break I could go about I would say like tw- 20 to 30 minutes I would say I could do
3: I'm not saying it's bad to do all that cuddling stuff that's nice I'm just saying this is we're talking about endurance here buddy that's but know, I feel yeah. that's
2: how you have the endure because you take it you catch your breath and then you go even harder.
3: I don't think the I, mean, I, cum- I think if you would take that.
2: if you would take my cumulative cumulative fucking time, my CFT, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh it would be it, I would say it was at least an hour of the Stroke, camp, strokes
3: strokes strokes per minute. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it varies. You gotta start slow and then you get really intense and fast, and then that's fair.
3: Dusty Rose Memphis says you should do a lockup and then a chin lock.
2: <laughs> I've done the I've done a full I've done a full Nelson fuck where I, I'm behind the guy and then I No way. Nelson as yeah. I fuck him.
3: Yeah. Anal full Nelson.
4: Anal full <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so Absolutely. you really have his arms up like in the lock the Yeah, he, he
2: was like he was like a this like gymnast guy, so he could like <laughs> <do> the- <laughs> so he could like extend his ass out but have his have his like
4: can we get him on the up? line right now no <laughs> I'm I'm not, I'm you, swing. Swing.
2: you
3: don't have to tell him oh you don't have yeah, i've lost touch control. what what uh who i got so many questions <laughs> <you>. sure. <clears throat> who initiated initiated it or was it just spontaneous you just did it to him or was this discussed how did it come up did he bring it up did you bring it up
2: uh i think it was just like spontaneous it was just mm-hmm. kind of like in the moment
3: just escalating what's going on and how did you lose touch with a gymnast who could stick his ass out and do wrestling holds <laughs> something else had to fuck it up honey, honey you're telling me <laughs> <laughs> oh, did he get into a relationship or something like what i don't you- well like
2: i never we only communicated through one of the dating apps and his profile oh. just disappeared one day so i'm assuming he just got off the app
3: you got to get that number, man. We do you doing? I know. I know. Amateur. That must well, have been a while ago. It's a whole, it, whole kind of, yeah,
2: it's a routine. You
3: know, you don't just get the number right away. Well, I'm saying that must have been a while ago before you got your skills down, your, your gay skills. W- why do you say that? Because I think you would have got that number and kept it on oh. file <laughs> nowadays. I mean, look, uh,
2: I, I've had a, a wide variety of uh, exciting interactions, so...
3: How
0: wide?
3: Depends <laughs> <laughs> how long we've been going. I love Dusty Rhodes. Muffler is now just listing off wrestling
0: holds.
2: <laughs> Have I fucked someone in a pile driver position? Yes. It is a very difficult. Uh, oh wait, no, the pile driver position. No. Pile driver I, I, position probably,
3: is different in wrestling than in.
2: Uh, yeah, I, th- I thought you were porn. talking about the sex position, the pile driver sex position. Yes, but it is. It is one of the more advanced fucking techniques because it requires a lot of maneuvering. So you have to be pretty horny to maintain the boner while getting in the proper position of a pile driver. Mm -hmm. So it's a very like if you're doing a pile driver, it's a unique fuck experience because you're both at such a level of horniness that you can take the time to maneuver yourself and not lose the steam. Do you get what I'm saying?
4: Well, the receiver doesn't really have to do as much to maintain doesn't matter if they're hard or not, but you still, I mean, they still have to be into it, you know, do like, they, I don't know how yes. <laughs> concerned you are with consent in that I'm very in the mood.
2: It's no fun for me. If the other person isn't enjoying themselves No.
3: So if you see his boner visibly retract, then you're out, out of uh, well, the
2: thing with bottoms is, you know, it's not, it, you shouldn't like, it's normal f- to be fucking a bottom and then not them not having a boner
4: or at uh, least they tell you
2: it's normal. No, it is normal because <laughs> it's hard to f- it's hard to focus on your boner when you're getting fucked because you're, you're thinking about getting fucked. I understand. Shouldn't it. you be giving uh, a
4: reach around the whole time? Common courtesy. Self-care. Yeah, I don't. Anal, he yeah, wanted don't. to
3: do an anal full Nelson and reach around. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's got head, a
4: free My hands
3: are occupied. <laughs> I, I know he's been feet. He's been swimming a lot, but that's why well, I would lot like to,
2: again. I would like to point out this is why there are breaks in between because then when you're doing the cuddling, you get the you start giving each other handies, and then and then everyone's everyone's back up again, and then you can get back to fucking and then you are fucking them with the boner, fellas. Gay sex is different than straight
4: sex, so complicated. <laughs> And the entire time, Real Housewives is on TV. I don't know how you No,
2: it's too distracting.
4: Drag
3: race.
2: I've never got into Real
3: Housewives. Proud of you. Get into Real House husbands. (laughs)
4: Mm, mm, Child. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) that that might be racist. You're right. I'm sorry. Apologize to Jack A. Harry immediately. Sorry,
3: Jack A. (laughs) On a scale of one to ten on the cancel scale, that was a two two seven. <laughs> Very oh nice. God.
2: All right. But enough about me.
3: No, it's never enough.
2: Oh, we're talking about Five Finger Death Punch now? Never
3: enough? <laughs> I wouldn't even know that was that, that's
2: one of their cheesy songs.
3: All I know is uh, Bad Company and that stupid one, the video they just released.
2: Never Enough is one that I uh, painfully enjoy the hook because it's so dumb. and ca- just Oh, it's never enough. No, it's never
3: enough. In- I mean, they are catchy. Uh, I'm not going to say they're not catchy. Uh, yeah. I mean, they, they are a fabricated record company invention. They should be fucking catchy. Right, right? exactly. They should have catchy hooks. <laughs>
2: Um, I'll have to check that out. Let's
4: see. What else is going on in the world this week?
3: I don't know. You tell me.
4: There's other Dave Mustaine links that you shared in the on the link page. Do we want to pause the Dave Mustaine talk until next week, or do we want to yeah, get, get of, back into, had,
2: into it? It's a lot of Dave. Yeah, we've had our
4: our fix. Do the, do the story about the woman that was stopped at airport security.
2: Okay, so a woman was stopped. Oh, oh, this is not nice. <laughs> a woman Why stopped at air- airport security? I mean, it's not nice to stop her. Woman <laughs> stopped at airport security wearing butt plug containing boyfriend's ashes. Law student Sarah Button <laughs> revealed she had stored her boyfriend's ashes inside of a butt plug after airport security were concerned at the vulgarity used in her unique bond with her deceased partner. A woman stopped by Air Force Security has gone viral on TikTok after revealing she was carrying the ashes of her boyfriend inside of her butt plug. So far, this has been three sentences in the story that said the exact same thing.
4: <laughs> you got to let it sink in, man. That's a, <laughs>
2: it's
4: a lot to process. It appeared that Sarah Button,
2: 23, was lugging about the ashes of her recently deceased partner inside a sex toy as it was, quote, his favorite place. Oh, this is so romantic! Uh, the 23-year-old law student said the butt plug was a gift from her late boyfriend, and she had worn the toy through customs as a way of traveling with her dearly departed. So far, yeah. this is a
4: very sweet gesture. It w- the the ash butt plug was a gift from him. Like how
2: the butt plug was a gift from. So the how
4: boyfriend. do you retroactively get ashes put into a? Okay, butt plug?
2: so looking at the the butt, there's a photo of the butt plug here. Here, I'll put it on the screen. And it looks like it's hollow. So I'm assuming. Hollow! She put, <laughs> she put the ashes in here, maybe. Hold on. Maybe as I read it, it'll, it'll explain. It'll
3: answer your question. It's always so weird to me that butt plugs look like an uh, Cable Ace Award. <laughs>
2: <laughs> or it's, it's the other way around. It's a Cable right. Ace Award. It looks like a butt plug. It's yeah. you like. Um, so, after what turned into a, quote, long day at the airport, oh. the student said she was very ignorant and didn't realize explaining a plug would violate the person that asked about it. Bud said that while it was, quote, initially a joke because he spent so much time in there and it was his favorite place, it has grown into a way of bonding with her it's boyfriend.
3: Oh, I hope it doesn't
2: grow. <laughs> As it turns out, the gag gift she received from her boyfriend developed into a way of taking him, quote, places we only dreamed of going <laughs> Despite visiting his favorite place The unnamed boyfriend is now set to experience life Inside the behind of Button Who is taking the pair to a Bring Me the Horizon Concert <laughs> oh, wow. Button explained The origins of the bizarre gift saying We lost touch for a little while and during that time He passed unbeknownst to me He knew he was passing and had it in a box And I received it at his funeral Honestly it's the funniest thing he's ever done I- Oh he gave her the butt plug he Good. gifted her the butt plug with and the she, ashes,
4: and she yes. put the ashes in it, or
2: no, 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 no. I, It sounds like he gave her the butt plug with the ashes in it at so his before funeral. He, he, had, died, he had arranged
4: it, so, so he had he arranged for like I guess a family member
2: to. She, she's she's quoting
4: she's quoted as saying.
2: It's more like delivering a punchline he set up from the grave, which is so dark, but so funny. <laughs> I also like that I can take him with me. To play, Dirt's only dreamed of going. We're going to see Bring Me the Horizon in December. My life has changed a lot, and I wish he was here to see. And I'm glad <laughs> my life has changed a lot, and I wish he was here to see, but I'm glad I get. Honestly, this is both really romantic and really hot. The idea of a bottom walking around with a butt plug to stay stretched for a top. Who's dead? (laughs) Well, and and then like who's dead? But like for this, clearly they were into butt play. And so she's
4: using this as a
2: tribute. So clearly also
4: he was her ex-boyfriend. If she didn't even know he was dead until after he died Mm -hmm. or he was Mm -hmm. dying until after he died, they lost touch. This is her ex-boyfriend assuming that she was still available enough that she'd take a butt plug from her ex-boyfriend and use it. And it wouldn't be weird for whatever relationship she currently would like.
3: Well, I have the same question I had. I had the same question I had for Rob about the anal full Nelson gymnast guy, which is how do you let a love like this walk out of your life? Yeah.
4: Did she just have a (laughs) necklace on it? That said on her, that said urinal. Uh, she she not indeed picture. Oh, a little choker. I, is this, this girl all knows like how to play. Just to promote her OnlyFans. This, yeah. this seems fake to me. Uh,
3: once I see it is pic, it
2: is it's it. in the Daily Star, which is basically It's just a,
3: a, a rag sheet now. from England. I have to say, um, this could be how Dave Mustaine finally gets the Big Four back together. He just waits till they all die, get them all cremated, and put them in a butt plug.
4: Well, he could
3: Jeff Hanneman, He could get started now. It's just him on stage, and he's like, Ladies and gentlemen, the big four, everybody! They're all in here! They're all in my butt, in case you didn't understand my reference.
4: Maybe as they start aging and their teeth fall out, he could just make a necklace of each of their teeth.
3: Oh, a little Turk Wendell action. Yeah! I want to read... Oh, well, re- okay. No, go ahead. I was going to say, before we move on to another story, Dusty Rose Muffler uh, made the comment of the day,
4: Ash (laughs) to (laughs) Ash! Wild. T-Tab asks if we've watched or talked about the Sharon Osbourne documentary on Fox News. I didn't know this was. A- oh,
2: we, maybe we do a watch along of this thing. They they did. A, it's on Fox Nation. Oh it's God. so bad they
4: wouldn't even put it on the, the, but wait, the Would One channel. of us had to subscribe to Fox Nation for. No, we're access? not going to give them our money. We're not going to yeah. give
2: them our money, folks. We'll figure it out. But basically, there's a documentary now. I believe Jack Osborne might have produced it from the time that she got fired off the talk to, oh today. My God. And finally, it's like Sharon Osborne gives her side of the story. And it's and like, nobody needs this. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's like, she just can't let it go. So she did this whole documentary. Nobody wanted to pick it up. So they had to fucking put it on Fox Nation.
4: Okay, yeah, Uh, we have to do a watch-along with that 100%. That is a must. I didn't know that was a thing. Wow. And
2: uh, uh, that's a good uh, segue because tonight is WWE Survivor Series. And and stay with me here. Uh, The theme of the show is war games. They're going to be doing war games at Survivor Series for the first time. And because of that, uh, they've licensed War Pigs by ozzy osbourne and oh i'm sorry by black sabbath and they got ozzy osbourne to do a quick little like you know soundbite or whatever with video and, and really it's just an excuse to promote his new solo album <laughs> not black sabbath but i want to show you what ozzy's looking like these days oh, it no. was kind of it was a little. Uh, it was a little shocking. I don't want it. Shocking is, is too. Uh,
3: like, yeah, you it's... know he's old. He can't be that shocked. But... Yeah, exactly. Lackador mask? <laughs> no, he's... The, the degeneration is worse than you thought. Mm.
2: Yes, yes. That, that's what I'm trying to get at. So here, let me cue up the
4: clip. Oh.
1: Yeah! WWE Universe. He looks I like the.
2: He looks like the <laughs> Chucky doll. The he sort of does. <laughs> and I want to point out. They're cutting on every fragment of a sentence, which clearly means they're feeding him a lot. Like, okay, say WWE Universe. <laughs> and then he says it. Now say this. Now He say looks this. like
4: healthy Mick Mars.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Imagine the Triple H lackey that had to sit there and just coach him to say one word at a time. <laughs> oh,
4: my God. WWE Universe. I am the Prince of Darkness,
1: Ozzy Osbourne. My new album, Patient Number Nine, is out now. So give it a listen and turn up the f- volume.
0: <laughs>
4: that was it. <laughs> Nobody that old should get to be a prince. It's too right. late. At that point, you're either the king of darkness or just you're a duke. Get out of the way. You're not a prince anymore. Yeah. Well, the first reply. Charles. He made it to the next level. It's true. Yeah. Held out long enough. The first
2: reply is Undertaker vibes.
4: Oh my God!
2: Dusty Rose Water. Ruffler says
3: he looks more like Patient Zero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Patient Nine—that's his social security number. He was the ninth <laughs> one to get one. <laughs>
2: Yikes! Uh, T Tam says he looks like my grandma. He's definitely—I yeah. feel like—and uh, I'm not—I'm not trying to be cruel or anything. I do feel like his body's estrogen production has gone way up in the last yeah. few years. He's, he's definitely. definitely He's got some
3: yes.
4: Yeah. All the estrogen oh, Sharon I mean. has lost over no. the last few decades. Ozzy picked it up.
3: Rob, I didn't mean that I see tits on him. I just meant that's what estrogen produces. So yeah. Based on how his face looks, I'm going to assume that mm-hmm, mm-hmm, he has some tits. But yeah. But we
2: wish Ozzy nothing but the best. I love Ozzy. Sure. She sure. needs to be protected at all costs. Just now.
4: Uh, <laughs> He's had a good run. It's fine. Whatever yeah. happens, happens.
3: I don't think that could be considered a live cast curse if he dies. He- no,
4: no, <laughs>
3: he stayed alive
2: so long, like longer than anyone. He's done have. so many drugs, yeah. all the drugs, <laughs> we things that got- weren't even drugs that that he turned into drugs. We might learn from him alive. <laughs> learned- that yeah, that's next. It's like I, I think I've said this joke before. It's just like that bit about Mr. Burns when he goes to the hospital that I guess all those diseases, but they're just they're like stuck in the door and because they're all there, they're canceling each other out. Yeah. So if if you get rid of one of them, he's gone. All right. Let's talk about what we have coming up on our Patreon. December 1st, four days. Very excited. For maybe our most torturous, laborious (laughs) watch along we've ever done.
3: Fair Fair to say.
2: Uh we did a watch along of the Mike Myers film The Love Guru, uh, which was uh, if you don't remember it, you're better off. This Lower was the movie he you. made he made after the Austin Powers trilogy, way after, and essentially this movie sank his career for a decade. Uh it w- and after we watched it, you know, it was a deserved tanking of his career because it was terrible. It was beyond beyond my worst imagination how bad it was like we were audibly groaning and grunting <laughs> at some of the punchline not lines. in the fun way not in the fun in in just the yeah but in with that said if you're gonna watch the movie watching us shit on the movie is the best way to watch the movie. yes and yeah. so you could watch That's that hard. in four days at the top of the month And on our Patreon, we give two bonus episodes every month. And when you sign up, you get access to the entire backlog over two years of bonus episodes. In November, the two bonus episodes we had, we did a great roundtable discussion about Weird Al's new movie, Weird. An actual good movie. Yes. Yes. And uh, we did a... Fun one-hour discussion about Hypotheticals, uh, which was a Chuck Klosterman card game where he poses a question and we just kind of discussed and went off on tangents based on the questions. That's this month. We have a whole year... To over two years of bonus episodes. Plenty of watch alongs. Plenty. You could just sit if it's a rainy day. Hang out with you. Can hang out with us all day and binge watch bad movies with us. Yeah. And we watched some bad ones. Like we watched Kiss Night at the Phantom Park. Night, Night at, at the know. Phantoms.
4: Night, <laughs> Night at the Phantoms Park House Opera. Yes. That the really
2: bad Kiss movie. We uh Cannibal Holocaust. I I, I rarely mention our watch along of that. That was uh a brutal watch until the light takes us, the black metal documentary. We did a watch along of that, and and it was very eye-opening. Uh, many moons ago. We did a watch along of the Lemmy documentary. Uh, we've done watch along of Steve Harvey, Judge Steve Harvey episodes. Is that still on the
3: been,
2: air? take a look? I don't know. Uh, and, and and plenty more. Uh, so head over to patreon.com slash RIP a livecast. Five bucks a month gets you access to all of that stuff, and if you want to throw us a few extra bones, ten bucks a month makes you a top livecast
4: fan, which gives you a shout out at the end of the show. Coming up in a little bit. Yes, L- the last Judge Steve Harvey episode was in April, so it might be over.
2: Okay, it might just be live like a spring. Curse. It might just be like a spring mid-season replacement yeah. for whatever mm-hmm. tank, because I'm sure it costs three dollars to produce. Like, yeah. the biggest budget line item on that show is his salary. You know, everything yes. else is just is just very very cheap. Uh, and uh, let's talk about our Spotify playlist. Every uh, every week, we each pick a song, and we throw it up on the Spotify playlist. Uh, and you can, hang, you can hang out and listen to now like 40 hours or 30 hours of music. Uh, just search RIP Livecast Music Break on Spotify or go to RIPalivecast.com. You can get the link there. Uh, my pick this week is Frontline Assembly. Uh, I mentioned that I was getting into them a few weeks ago. I'm digging them. Nice, nice little industrial band. Uh, and this, this is a fun, catchy song called Final Impact. It's my jam.
4: <clears throat>
2: Sid, what did you pick?
4: I picked a song by my bloody Valentine because I was riding in the car with my wife recently. And I heard she was listening to a live album by the band dive, which spelled D I I V. I hate when bands, but thing bands do now where they have a normal word, but it's spelled in a weird way. That's aesthetically different. And mm-hmm. I it, but I was like, this song sounds familiar. What is this? And then I thought about it for a second. I'm like, Oh, this is my, they're covering my bloody Valentine and doing a much worse job. So I decided to rectify that by putting the original of uh, My Bloody Valentine's song, When You Sleep, on on the playlist this week to counter the bad my, cover. Third.
2: My Bloody Valentine is a band I haven't really dove into yet. I oh, feel so like I good. Need to get into them. So
4: good. The album Loveless. Flawless. One I'll of the inventors it. of Shoegaze.
2: I'll listen this week. I feel like Shoegaze is my next progression from industrial because I started listening... To the more gazy industrial stuff like mm-hmm. God Flash and you know the uh, Jesu or whatever Justin Broderick stuff, and so I'm gonna move. I think I'm moving into this direction now.
4: Nice.
3: So thanks, Sid.
2: Of course. Yeah. What
3: did you pick? I played uh, the Chicago Thrash Ensemble. Uh, that this song was recommended to me by somebody that knows that I love the movie uh, Casino, and it's the name of the song is a line from the movie Casino. I thought she was laying. I don't know if you remember that line when he goes to the uh, to the bookie. Joe Pesci goes to the bookie, and he says uh, he's you know he lost a bet, a football bet or something. And the, the guy goes, uh, he says, "You got that thing for me? You got that thing for me?" And the guy says, "Oh, I thought you was laying. No, 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 I was taken. I was taken. No, I'm confused. Oh, you are confused? I put your head through that fucking window. I'm confused. <laughs> Give me the fucking money." <laughs> he just basically to explain that, he just goes, he he makes a bet. If he wins, he collects the money. If he loses, he just says, No, I made the other bet. Sorry, yeah. pay me and takes the money. So I, that's what I thought you was laying means. And that's the name of the song, which is really beautiful.
4: So you should check it out. <laughs> that's awesome.
2: Excellent. Uh yeah. So now I want
3: to do the
4: wait before RIP this week stands for Rob's Intimate Pile Driver.
3: <laughs> is there any other kind of pile driver?
4: <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore.
3: Uh yeah. Oh, I wanted to mention
2: when we were talking about that, like uh with the wrestling moves, I have done, if somebody is <laughs> light enough, a, a tombstone 69 situation. <laughs> like a standing 69. That's always that's
3: fun. hard. Wouldn't their ass be like I'm closer to you than their dick would kind of have to wrap around. Well, I guess you're holding them up high enough that you can get to their dick.
4: Because if you hold them in the, uh, in the wrestling to, pile oh, driver,
3: their penis to would not. Sorry, Are you I'm worried about go, their go, go, go. feet
4: hitting the ceiling fan? No. <laughs> you're not holding them high enough for that?
3: I, I'm
2: not worried about it.
4: <laughs> no, but it's your ceiling fan. <laughs> so no, this, we is an ass eating. this is an ass-eating uh, sixty. Yeah,
2: it could be both. It could be both, but typically ass-eating, yes. But then I wait, would-
4: so then your dick is like just rubbing against the back of their head? No, they're blowing me while I eat their ass. So you're like reaching over the cock and balls, and like, I'm not reaching over his ass is in my face.
3: Yeah, well, that's what I thought, but I thought you were going for a a double blow situation, so I thought that would be sometimes. Sometimes I will,
2: if they're if they're light enough, I can like like kind of pick them up
3: (laughs) and 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 get to that. But
2: But if his ass is in your face, that means his back is to you, right? No, his belly is to me. It's like the Undertaker finisher. So yeah. where are the cock and balls? Who's cocking balls? Their cock? balls. Pressed against, balls. against Rob's pressed chest. Pressed against my chest. Okay,
4: so you are having to go over the that. All right. Not really. I are mean, I have, have
3: to. I have to bend, bend my yeah my chin. Okay, I I mean, chin, my chin nuts. Let me break this down. So know, if he wants to eat the guy's ass, he can just put his face down. Yeah. If yes. he wants to blow him though, he'd have to go for a lift. That's higher than a a traditional pile drive. All right. Yes, in wrestling. Yeah, exactly. And then,
2: and and then that doesn't help me because then they're too far away for my dick to be blowing me. Unless they're they're
3: like your height, though.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. But if they're my height, then they weigh more, so it's harder to get them up. It's it it depends. Your height. What if it's Jesse (laughs) Camp? (laughs) <laughs>
4: that, that, he's, he's, right, not, but he he's not getting pounds.
2: invited
3: back to my place
2: then oh, <laughs> just, what if it's minute
3: bowl
4: <laughs> oh rest in peace what All if right. he, what if it's like
3: your height but sean's physique <laughs> oh. then you could lift him up yeah i Ooh. guess that's fair
2: oh and before oh. we do our our, our shout outs i want to send a special shout out to uh jander yes who sadly lost his mother this week friend of the show we love you Jander, and we're very sorry Thank and you. we send our our sincerest condolences and we're glad we hope we hope that these ninety minutes help distract you enough. Until here, we are bringing up your dead mom
4: again. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Rob! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right, let's get to our shout Just out. Glad it wasn't me that did that.
3: Yeah, it, would, it sounds more like a sister. It man. seriously does. Wow!
4: All right,
2: um, love you, Jander yeah we do love you though uh I want to talk about our top live cast fans of the week if you want to be a top live cast fan of the week, hit up our patreon ten bucks a month it gets you all the features for five bucks plus the shout out at the end of the show, which is right now. how are we doing
4: it folks'm uh, <laughs> I'm, de-
3: <laughs> I'm still stunned from that last yeah, week. I'll tell
4: you off the air what I'm tempted to suggest, but I'm not gonna suggest it um uh, <laughs> I'll do it as Ozzy Osbourne. I'll, yeah, there you uh, go. I want
2: to give a, a shout-out to Eric, uh, Benjamin, and uh, Dan R. Pick up my new album, Sam I Am, number nine, and with the track Mindy Mays Kip on it, and uh, uh Shire! Yay, some says sh- oh, okay. system! Get off the fucking podcast already! Your peaches <laughs> are getting cold!
1: I want to say hello to robbing a
2: Justin and, uh... Sharon, make me some cattle decaf! Rob of Empiro's coming out! Are you
1: fucking the maid again?
2: (laughs) You know I'm not because Hugo likes tacos and Lando Danks. Give me a LaCroix. Hugo
0: sounds like Asian people! Oh,
1: no. Fucking Asian people! (laughs) Covid go, Scotty Agent uh, Doug
2: Pigman,
1: uh, well, Pigman, uh, Douglas, who are you? Let me say. Hey Sharon, it's Josh.
4: I can't believe I'm still fucking married to you. <laughs> I believe so that's, that's where... what the documentary is. Get
3: in here and lick my clit already. Get off that fucking podcast. <laughs> oh my
4: god. <laughs> well, on
2: that Put... note.
3: Put me in an Undertaker tombstone right now! <laughs> Double ass eating 69! Oh! That's
4: oh, hard! Oh my god! <laughs> With those two? Oh.
3: <laughs> You're the Prince of Funny Darkness! You can do it!
4: Bring in the, the cancer way... nurses to help
2: set that up. I think if anybody, like it's Sharon putting Ozzy in the tombstone. Like Ozzy's sure. going up.
3: <laughs> I didn't specify, smarty fans! <laughs>
2: Wow! All right. Well, on that note, we hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. If you're out of the country, we hope you had a wonderful just fourth weekend of, of November, and uh, we will see you. Uh, we'll see you next month. <laughs> okay, because it's December.
3: What was that Crispin Glover impression? <laughs>